I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. Doesn't the Bible say Ephesians 6.18, praying always? So how do you, um, Margie, how do you pray continually? This is something that God has been teaching me for several years. As a matter of fact, my daughter's been home from college and we've been hanging out a lot. And, and I, I tell her, I'm like, Jack, you know, even though we're, we're hanging out and we're doing what we're doing and we're eating out and, you know, we're getting your hair done for the fourth time in three months or, you know, we're doing all this. I said, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I, I said, if I get quiet, it's generally because I'm praying on the inside of me. I said, as a matter of fact, it's, it's a, an art and something I, I um, uh, it's something that I, pra- I just do. I just pray continually. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. It's not, I'm not bragging. I'm just, I'm, God told me I want you to teach the world how to pray. Yeah. I want you to teach the world how to pray. Prayer doesn't always have to be in a closet, yeah. which I've been really big on. Yeah. Closet praying closet praying, wrote a book on it, talk about it, put it in Mark for intercession, closet praying, closet, couldn't you not watch one hour, then you got to pray one hour, so my type A really kicks in, one hour, not, you know, 59 minutes, one hour, where do you pray, I got it all lined up, and it's a good book, we're rewriting it, and it's a good book, where we wrote it, and made it a little less legalistic, you enter into rest and pray, but point being, God's been teaching me, you can pray continually, and, and, and I'm going to just talk to you about it for you to understand you can do this. How do you pray continually? You just, you just, here's an example. How many of you have ever woken up in the, in the morning and you had a song in your heart? What is that? You know what that is? And I learned this recently, recently meaning the last four years. I learned, you know, you think to yourself, well, that's just because, um, you know, I heard that song, and it's in my head, and therefore it just came to me when I woke up. And one day the Lord said to me, because I, I teach a Bible class on the Holy Spirit and his gifts, duh, it's almost like one of those duh for 15 years. You know how when you, you know something in the Bible you think you know it, and then God shows you something else, and then you go, shoot, I guess I didn't know it all, and Jesus... But one day the Holy Ghost, the Jesus or the Father, one of them said to me, that song that you get when you wake up in the morning, he said to me, you know who that is, giving that to you? I said, who? He said, the Holy Spirit. He's your helper in prayer. He's your strengthener in prayer. He, his ministry, John 15, John 16, he testifies of me. The Bible says, he will take the things of mine, the Father said, and show it unto you. So when you wake up in the morning with a song, that's the Holy Ghost, that that person of the Holy Spirit who's been sent to the church to help us with everything. He's been sent to the church 
to keep your relationship with Jesus Christ fresh. Oh my God. You talk about a revelation. That's the Holy Ghost the whole time. You know, he's that silent person, isn't he? But he's there leading us. He's guiding us. He's directing us. He's helping us. And it's, God showed me. He said it's his ministry to help to keep your relationship with Jesus fresh. So he'll give you that song. What does it say in Luke? Give us this day our daily bread. Right? That's the bread you need for that day. I've had countless times where I had to go and find the song in the event that I was going into closet praying. You know what closet praying is, right? And you turn that song on, and the anointing just fills the room. Instantly. You know, sometimes in prayer, you have to work it up. It, not, yeah, you got to work it up. It works. It's effective. It works. It has nothing to do with feelings. But, you know, when you go into prayer, your mind is going like this, and your mind is all over, you know, how it is. got to work up. got to pray in the spirit, pray with the understanding also. And you stir yourself up, Isaiah 64, 7, correct? But, you know, when you get a song from the Holy Spirit, you put that, click that thing in your car or in your iPad or whatever you guys use, whatever you guys use, everything's so different, the anointing of God will immediately come in the room. And you already be in the presence of God, and, and you won't even have had to, like, try to even get the word or the song or whatever, you know, because some songs are more anointed and less anointed depending on the day or whatever, depending on your need. The Holy Spirit knows your needs, and he knows how to help you. So continual prayer. I love continual prayer. And the more you practice it, the more you'll notice that when you walk around in your everyday life and you're doing your thing, you'll notice that after a while, your heart will start to burn. You know how the disciples said, didn't, we, didn't our hearts burn when he talked with us, but they didn't recognize it was him, Jesus? After a while, your heart will burn, and you'll walk around, I'm telling you, with a burning heart. You're walking around with a burning heart. Your heart's burning. Not your heart, not heartburn. I'm talking about a burning heart. And your heart's burning towards him. And you just worship him. And you can take that one song that you woke up with and continually sing it over and over and over and over again, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord all day long. I don't know about you, but this is exciting to me. Continual prayer. I didn't even know it was a prayer. God just gave this to me. He actually gave me this, this message for you today. Continual prayer. I love that. Isaiah 56, 7 says, you are the house of prayer. The Bible says in Corinthians, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit is in you. You're the house of prayer. My friends, you have it better than Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve used to have to wait for God to come down in the cool of the day and talk to them. But you and I can go anywhere, any place, no matter where, and we can pray to our Father, and our Father who sees in secret, who hears in secret, will reward us. We talk about having all kinds of favor, and I'm for favor, I'm for grace, I'm for mercy. But there's no greater favor, no greater mercy than when you walk with God and you're a continual fragrance before the throne of God. You will have so much favor, you won't even know it hit you. 
because you become a fragrance of God everywhere you go. Revelation somewhere says that when, I, when we pray, our prayers ascend as incense. So when you walk continually before the Lord and you pray continually, you have that burning heart, you're, you are a fragrance. And God will automatically anoint you with fresh oil, automatically give you favor, automatically go after your enemies because you're as anointed. You're like David. You have a heart after God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. Pray without ceasing. But nobody sees it but you and God. You know, Joyce Meyer said, um, I like what she says, a lot of stuff that she says. She says, you have an inward life and you have an outward life. People don't know what's going on inside of you. Now, a sin consciousness person would say, yeah, that's right. They don't know all the bad that I have in me. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what's the good that you are, the good that goes on inside of you. Nobody knows the prayer that's being offered before the throne of God, but you and God. And that's why for me to teach on it, I'm sort of like let, letting out a little secret because I have to teach it, but it, it, it is just, it's an amazing way to walk with God. I think that's what Brother Lawrence had. Yeah. You know, people, they wrote a book about him. Didn't they follow him around? <laughs> I mean, I haven't read the book, but I heard that this guy, yeah, practicing the presence of God. I think that's what he did. He was just like, he was a man after God's own heart. Listen, can I just be straight up with you? Moses was a mighty prophet of God, but that wasn't his legacy only. The Bible says there wasn't a man like Moses who knew God face to face. That was the legacy he left behind. And then it goes on to say that and all the signs and the wonders and the miracles. That was second. Our number one priority should be Jesus, to know him personally, intimately, face-to-face -face connection. I don't want anything else. Everything else, the Apostle Paul says, I account but dung that I may win Christ and be found in him. Continual prayer. Practice it. And you know what? And I find like if, I am, if, I don't, if I'm not hooked up to the inside of me and, 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 and doing that kind of inward praying, then I just start it up again. That's why you got to watch what you put inside of you. Because if you put the wrong music, the wrong stuff, the wrong whatever, your eye gate, your ear gate goes into you, what's in you comes out. So what I do is I put a lot of worship songs on, a lot of, you know, God things on. And, and if I was, you know, have you ever been like in a grocery store or in a, like a pharmacy or, um, you know, wherever out in the world and you, you walk out and you got some, <laughs> I don't know, like some song, you know, I don't know about Mary and this and that and, you know, some love song or then some rap song. God only knows these rap songs. I work out in this gym and some of the songs, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I tell them, could you please? And they all know that I'm, you know, I, they all know that I'm a minister, but they love me for me. They don't really expect me to be all that and all perfect and, and all that because I'm just me. People like you if you're just you. God told me one time, when you minister and you speak, the more you're you, the more anointed you will be. Because I've called you to be you. I've not called you to be anybody else but you. Don't try to be anybody else. You be you. But, you know, the gym, you know, they got all this music and this and that. And then I, I leave there, and I'm like, where did I get that song? Well, it's because it went into my ear gate and got into my heart. 
So instead of saying, I will pursue you, or there's this one song I've been meditating on a lot. It's from um, You Make Me Brave, you know, where she goes into this love song. I'm so in love, I'm so in love, I'm so in love with you. There's one of the songs. I'll, I'll sing that continually for hours because the Holy Ghost just, yeah. See, the Holy Ghost, he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for them according to the will of God. My spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. So that Holy Spirit takes a hold of your spirit, takes that song, and it's a continual repeat over and over and over and over in your heart, singing Ephesians 5 and making melody in your heart to the Lord, being not drunk with wine where is in excess, but being filled with the Spirit. You're getting filled with the Spirit. You're not a broken cistern that can hold no water. You're not forsaking him, the fountain of living waters, but you're continually praying, and you're continually uh, that house of prayer before his throne room. And what happens when a person's filled with God? They're bold, they're strong, they're courageous, they don't care what people think, they're going to do whatever God tells them to do, they're not afraid of their faces. It's just all over from there. amazing. You have to understand, you have to understand, this is the anointing of God in here today. I can get up and have an outline and it not be anointed and it will fall. I can't even tell you what it feels like. And only somebody who speaks and ministers knows the difference. This is the Holy Spirit teaching us how to pray. So continual prayer. I just want to read a scripture and then we'll move on. Psalms 119, verse 97 says, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all night long. The third C is closet prayer. You knew I'd get to that. Mark 4, 20, 32 through 33. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He was talking about the multitudes, speaking to the multitudes, we can, we can modernize it. Let's talk about like those, up, those, not, you know, those that come to church on Sunday or Wednesday, mostly the Sunday church goers. As a leader, and a pastor and a minister will know this, as a leader, you can only say and impart so much to the people because they're not able, they're, they, they need milk. They can't handle strong meat. So you milk them, and you give them whatever they can handle. And so as a leader, you have to kind of judge, or not judge, but spiritually discern where your people are, and therefore you know what you can minister to them. And you generally the Holy Ghost will teach us and show us what people can handle, right? So that's how it was with Jesus. He, he ministered to the multitudes as much as they were able to handle, right? They were the general population. Listen, but with his remnant, which you are, with his remnant, this is what the Bible says. Say, I'm the remnant. But without a parable, he did not speak to them. And when they were alone, he explained or expounded all things to his disciples. Matthew 6, 6, but when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. You got to... You have to, you know what, I would strongly encourage you to practice secret prayer. Go to Acts chapter 1. I would strongly encourage you to practice secret prayer. 
Why? Because it, prayer produces intimacy. <laughs> it produces intimacy. It's just like in a relationship with a husband or a wife or a friend. You know, you know, you, you, know, you can hang out with the group, right? But you got that one girl, that one guy that you really like, and you kind of like getting a liking for that person. So you want to spend a little alone time with that person. So why? So you can get to know them. Not with the group. You hear what I'm saying? But you want to get to know them a little deeper. That's what closet praying is for. But that's not our subject today. I would strongly encourage you to practice secret prayer. That place of prayer is one of the most beautiful places of prayer. When you have a visitation from God, it's just you and him. And you never forget it. Lastly, corporate prayer. Actually, let me backtrack. I want to read another scripture. Psalm 63, 6. Contemplative prayer. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. Contemplative prayer. This is another I strongly encourage. I strongly encourage you, if you wake up in the middle of the night or you wake up in the morning, just lay in bed and pray. This is a new revelation, angel. I have a new revelation. You can pray in bed. Hallelujah to the Lamb. You can lay there, and you can have all the covers on you, and you know, your big white socks on, and your flannels, and the whole nine yards. We are newlywed. I don't know. Maybe you got the silk ones going. And it's still be effective. And it's still effective. I wake up in the morning, and instead of reaching for the cell phone to check my Facebook. Who contacted me today? <laughs> who liked my photo? Yeah. Who, who inboxed me? I resist the temptation, and, and as I wake up, I meditate on him in my bed. Don't have to get up. Don't have to wash my face. Don't need to do anything. You can lay in bed. David had a man after God's own heart, and he said he wakes up in the middle of the night, and he meditates on Jesus in the night, yeah. on his bed. Freedom! Freedom! <laughs> Lastly, corporate prayer. Our corporate prayer today is going to be for our nation. I just really want to show you how they prayed. Look here at Acts 1. We're going to do this in the next two minutes. Acts 1, verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. So he told everybody to wait. And the disciples asked him a lot of questions. And then they, he answered the question, and he said, you're going to receive power, etc. You're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And this is what happened. You had a bunch of people hanging out in this upper room, and the Bible says, I don't have the exact scripture, but I could find it for you if you need it. The Bible says that there were 500 people present in that upper room. What did Jesus say? What was the commandment? Don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. Wait. I'm sending the promise to my Father. The Holy Spirit is coming. This is going to be an amazing time in history. I want you to be there. My friends, this is an amazing time in church history right now. God wants us to be there. But there's only a remnant that's showing up. So look here at Acts chapter 2, verse 1. We find in verse 1 that when the day of Pentecost had fully come, we find out that there was only 120 left. 
Everybody else had given up. Everybody else thought that the promise of the Father wasn't coming to pass. Everybody else didn't get the whole situation. Everybody else didn't see with the eyes of their spirit what was coming. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain coming to the East Coast in the United States of America. I see a revival rising in this land. I don't see America going under. I see America like a sleeping giant arising to her feet. I see America. I see the birth of America, a second birth of America. God said, shall I bring you to the birth and shut up the womb? America is going to be born again. But it's not going to come in the way we think. But it's going to come. The Bible says the more they were persecuted, the more they grew and multiplied. Where sin abounds, grace will so much more abound. America is going to rise. America is going to shine. America is going to come up on her feet. Can these bones lift? Jeremiah, what do you see? I see America rising. And the day of Pentecost had fully come. They were all in one accord in one place. Singleness of mind, singleness of purpose, one voice, one focus. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting, and there appeared to them cloven tongues like as of fire. And you know what happened? They all began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Let's look at Acts chapter 4. We're almost done. You guys all right? My goodness. Acts chapter 4. Ale masandelevi shate amanaya sikitana. Ah, se ke, I know, I know that 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 the revival is going to begin in the hearts of the remnant. Those that have laid down their lives and those that have said yes to Jesus, those that know him deeply and intimately are going to be put into positions of authority. And it's not going to be because any political manipulation. It's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by my spirit. I'm going to place those who know me intimately into places of authority and they're going to speak for me. They're going to lay hands for me. They're going to move and power and in demonstration and signs and wonders and miracles and because their hearts are right and they know me and they've laid aside those things I will be able to trust them with the kind of power that I desire to bring on this land so know saith the Lord that those of you that will say yes I will take a hold of you I will take your hand and I will bring you into places in me in my heart you will be rooted and grounded in me and then I of that place of intimacy, I will cause you to flow and know and move in power and in demonstration of my spirit. Many have moved in power and in demonstration, and they've got into self, and they've gotten into pride, and it's because they didn't know me, or they knew me, but they forsook me, the fountain of living waters. I raised them up to a position of authority, and they forsook me, and they followed after other gods. But I am calling you this day 
to intimacy with me so that I can trust you with the things that I desire in and amongst you. So no, says the Lord, this is not by accident that you're here today. No, says the Lord, there are many in this room that I am calling and I am putting my stamp of approval on. I am in the point and in the church history where I am separating the lambs from the goats and I am choosing those who have forsaken all and have decided to follow me fully. I refuse to quit. I refuse to get up. If God tells me to go five hours down the road and speak to one person, I'm doing it. If you be willing and obedient, can I have a thing? You will eat the good of the land. I'm going to be the remnant. How about you? Do you want to be the remnant? Many are called. Few are chosen. I want him to choose me. Well, you know, you just preach that, that prayer stuff. And we don't want you teaching anymore about that in our Bible school because we don't want you teaching outside of grace. Well, what about faith and grace and works? If you want to be close to somebody, you got to work it. If you want to be disciplined in something, you've got to set goals. You haven't seen anything yet. There's an outward change, but God's been changing you internally, stirring in you, working in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And you're going to see an explosion of some great and mighty things in and through your ministry and through your mouth. Just yield. Just do it. Just go for it. Just flow in it. Because out of your innermost being is going to flow. It's already started rivers of living water. And out of those rivers is going to be signs and wonders and miracles. Sing in the spirit. Sing with the understanding also. Sing the word of knowledge. Sing with the understanding all. Sing. And when you sing Acts 10, 44, while you yet sing, the power of God will come upon those I desire to heal by my grace. But I need you to seek my face, and I need you to be sensitive to me, and I need you to yield to me when I say to sing publicly. Receiving, we receive it. How do they pray? Acts 4, I refuse to give up. 4.23, what are you doing for dinner tonight? I wish I could pray tonight. I wish I didn't have to do that. Deep calls unto deep. There's something in me that loves God, craves God, wants God, needs God more than my very necessary food or drink. Blessed are the hungry and thirsty. They shall see God. They shall be satisfied. I'm not satisfied. Are you not satisfied? Glad the doubters didn't come today. It'll affect the anointing. Acts chapter 4, verse 23. This is how they prayed. All kinds of persecution. 
Another story. Write this down if you, if you can. Listen to a YouTube video called Heavenly Warnings, Margie Florent. We're not even going to get into it. That was prophesied before ISIS. Long story short, they were being persecuted. They didn't want them to move in power demonstration, didn't want them to speak, didn't want them to teach. They're trying to shut the mouths of the church. Does that sound familiar to you? Right? So what did they do? God help me. They went to the church of favor. <laughs> I really have to watch. Because God corrected me a couple weeks ago. and He said, everybody, you have to honor all the different movements. Every movement has its own thing. You honor them, Margie. You don't honor them, you're going to be in trouble with me. But this is what they did. Then being let go, they went to their own company. They went to their own remnant people. And they reported everything that was going on. And then, instead of staying there in defeat, when they heard that, they what? Raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God. Jesus is Lord of the United States of America. In God, we trust. You have made heaven and earth and the sea and everything that's in them. Is anything too hard for me? Now, Lord, and he talks about what, what David said. This was all prophesied. Now, Lord, verse 29, look on their threats, but grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. So first of all, they were all gathered together in corporate united prayer. They went to their own company. They prayed with people who knew how to pray. Then they, first they prayed for boldness. Then they said, by now not only that, yo, if you don't mind, give us boldness. But how about some Mark 16 signs and wonders and miracles? Grant to your servants that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy child or holy servant Jesus. So they prayed that the power gifts would be a manifestation. Long story short, another 10 hours of teaching. What are the gifts of the Spirit? They wanted, they coveted yeah. that the power gifts would be in manifestation. Yeah. And Nick, you were at Rhema. What did Kenneth E. Hagin say? He said, if we don't crave them, want them, pray for them, we're not going to have them. These gifts are not just for the Catherine Coleman's of that day. These gifts are going to be in manifestation in this end-time revival. My friends, all the signs of the times point that we are in the last days. Verse 31. And when they prayed, when they what? When they prayed. When they did what? When they prayed. When they what? Can I do the Italian, Mama? When they prayed. Right? When they prayed. This is the Italian. When they prayed. What happened? The place where they were assembled together shook. Okay. It's one thing for you to shake. It's another thing for the house to shake. All scripture is given by inspiration and is profitable. This is in the Bible. This really happened. The house shook where they were praying. Straight up. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they got results. They, they spoke with boldness. And then great power. God gave them great power. Great power. Corporate united prayer is the kind of prayer that, number one, we all pray at once. 
We can all pray loud or soft, however you want to pray. Most importantly, we pray the word, we're going to pray the word. Specifically, we're going to pray for the United States of America, and then we're going to see how it goes. And then we're going to pray in tongues. My message isn't on tongues. But what a message the body of Christ needs. We have neglected the very gift of God, Pastor, that God gave us right at the birth of the church age. The very first thing that happened was they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, power came into the place, and they all spoke with tongues. And now we've neglected that, that part of, of, of prayer, praying in the Holy Ghost. Really? Yeah. Why? Because it's the devil. You don't understand what you're saying. Let's stand. You don't understand what you're saying. You don't understand what you're saying. You no, you don't understand what you're, you know. Sometimes I think we need to just go to the go to the devil and just say out loud because I'm telling you, the devil, this stuff is real. Yeah. I think we ought to just say, you know, you're right. I don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> the Bible says that and quote scripture. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men but unto God. Howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. When I speak in an unknown tongue, I don't speak to men, but I speak to God. The devil hates tongues because he doesn't understand it. And this is what's happening in the spirit. Prayer changes things. So in the realm of the spirit, things are being altered. Things are changing. Things are shifting. That which was, 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 was dead is coming to life. Yes. Angelic activity is being released. Things are going on. And movement is taking place for the kingdom of God in the realm of the spirit. So, of course, the enemy is going to tell the church to stop praying in tongues. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.